Hello and welcome to Film Inquiries, the latest. This is a podcast series tackling the latest movie news, movie trends, and movie releases, except for this week, because the biggest thing in in the world right now, entertainment-wise, it's a TV show, and it's on Disney+. Plus. It's called WandaVision. It's really the first major MCU show. Um, that's not to say that there hasn't been other series that Marvel has had their hands in or other series that were set inside the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But this is the first major one that is part of Disney Plus's kind of lineup of Marvel related shows. And it's kind of the first Marvel thing since, geez, I guess it's been almost two years since Avengers Endgame kind of dominated the the global box office. So to dive into this show, have back on the podcast, Film Inquiry Editor-in-Chief, Christy Strauss. Christy, welcome back to this virtual television environment that is either Leave It to Beaver or I Love Lucy or insert whatever um, TV land series you want. <laughs> I Love Lucy, Bewitched. Yeah, thank you for having me back. So... I think there's a couple different avenues we can go down to talking about this show. For first of all, just what were kind of your general thoughts? Um, we're going to be talking about the first three episodes. So if you're listening to this episode somehow, like two weeks from now, um, that's why we didn't talk about this episode because we've only seen the first three. But what what is kind of your thoughts on WandaVision thus far? Yeah. So you know, I was so excited about this because obviously like you said it's the first time MC the mcu like marvel's doing anything like this so it was exciting um and you know i didn't really know what to expect like even when i first saw the trailer i i mean it's a bizarre show but it's awesome <laughs> it's basically the best way for me to say it i think i really it's just very different from anything that they've done before and not just because of the fact that it's a tv show but just the show in general is just is is awesome and bizarre um but yeah so I wish I actually could talk about more than the first three episodes. That's like the one thing that's killing me about this is there. It's a very slow reveal in pretty much every way, but yeah, that's uh, I mean, I've, I've been really enjoying it. I think even more as it goes along. Yeah. I've, I've found it quite, I'm almost like, don't even know what I think of it. Exactly. At this point. <laughs> um, I, I do think it's notable to mention what you said about this is, very thus far very 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 different than kind of i think what we think of as the the kind of house style of the mcu and is is certainly the most experimentive feels a little over the top to say and i do kind of feel a little bit the the need to kind of scale back from some of the more kind of extreme raves of you know like i think there was someone out there on uh, in the world that comparing it to Twin Peaks. Um, I wouldn't quite go that far in like how unusual it is, but it is certainly like very out of the box. And I think we're going to get a little bit closer to that formula just based off of like some of the, the hints at kind of like an outside world in the show. Um, I was kind of surprised to see that it's, it's basically like Marvel and Disney's ode to classic network sitcoms and it's a very specific sitcom for each era like the first episode 
is is very much like it's it's an I Love Lucy episode. And the second episode is a Bewitched episode. Um, and just sort of plugging the characters of Scarlet Witch, aka Wanda, um, and Vision into the this sort of sitcom mode. Um, I, I first have to ask what it, were Mo- Wanda and Vision characters you particularly cared about from the other Marvel movies? Because that is the thing that sort of like I think made me raise my eyebrow a little bit when this show was announced was just like I don't know. Those are kind of like the two most boring characters in the MCU <laughs> from my perspective. And for me, part of the what I I am enjoying about it thus far is getting to see uh, Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany just kind of have fun and be charismatic in a way that they always just seemed like props or kind of like the eighth most important character in every movie. Um, I, I don't know. Are, are these characters that you had much of a relationship to before this series? I mean, I don't know if anybody could really say they did because there are so many characters in the MCU. And unfortunately, they're just two characters that never really got much of an opportunity to there to have um, right. like anything for us to really talk about as far as, you know, I, I mean, I didn't dislike them. And I don't know, boring might be a little harsh, <laughs> um, but you know, I think it's in Infinity War when they show them together and I think they're in like Ireland or something and they have this like tiny little time where they've, or uh, Endgame, either one. Um, they they are basically like, they break away and they have this little kind of normal life and it was something that's really small, but I thought it was, they are, you know, I think they have great chemistry, so I love that they're able to have fun in this environment and that we might actually be able to learn something about um, mm-hmm. specifically Wanda, too, because I know she has, you know, a very interesting backstory. So I think this gives us an opportunity to, you know, find them no longer boring, if that's the, that's the word we're going with. Yeah, I've always understood from um, friends of mine who are more knowledgeable about the the comic universe than I am um, that, you know, these are very interesting characters in the comics, but the movies just have not given them much time. And so it is fun to kind of like, (laughs) I probably could not, I I still can't really tell you, but I probably like, couldn't have even told you like, what is vision and um, Scarlet Witch's powers. Like that was even something to me that like, I, I would just never able to just sort of understand what, that was in the marvel movies um so i i do think it's fun to kind of get more time with them and kind of have these characters fleshed out a little bit more and letting these two clearly very talented actors just kind of loosen up a little bit and have fun and get to explore the characters themselves um i have to ask you did say you enjoy the show but how um into the kind of like classic TV land sitcom mode are you? Because I know for some people it's it's a little bit like, I don't know. I know plenty of people who are just sort of like allergic to that mode of television that now, <laughs> like like there, there clearly are still network sitcoms, but I think the language of network kind of multicam sitcoms, it's, it, it's evolved a lot. And, um, you know, you're, typical sitcom that would be on NBC or ABC is very different than what it would have been in like the fifties and sixties. And so 
I've always almost been a little bit cautious when people have asked me th- these past couple of weeks, like, hey, should I check out the show? How is it? And the first question I always mention to them is like, well, do you, how much do you enjoy just watching like old reruns on TV land? Because th- that's kind of the vibe. And if you don't gel with that, then it's you're probably going to find it a less rewarding experience than I think if you're someone who is sort of comforted by those familiar beats, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. And, you know, I kind of grew up on a lot of these shows uh, watching them when I was a kid, but it's not something that I, I love, um, you know, per se, but I think with this, you can kind of look at it a little bit differently because you know that this isn't, I mean, we don't really know what's going on. Nobody does at this point, but it's not real. Um, So I don't know. It adds that a little bit more like, it's more alluring that way because yeah, I mean, if you don't like sitcoms, you might get annoyed with the aesthetic, but I actually love too that it's changed in every episode. It's like the 50s, 60s, 70s. And and it changes like the little quirks of different kinds of sitcoms that it's giving homage to. So it is tough to say whether or not someone would like this show. And I've been asked that a couple of times myself. Um, I just would have to say, try it because it's, I don't think it's as simple as if you don't like that, kind of vibe you won't get into this i actually love that they're shaking it up and that it's this i mean i'd love to know what's going on i have my own theories on that but um right now i think it's it's working it might get old though i don't know i don't know how long they're gonna keep this going it's six episodes i think it's the first season i don't know if it's gonna go more okay that was about to be my next question is like how how many episodes is it because i have had you know a similar thought of at least after the first three, I think there's a, definitely a feeling that the scope of this series is going to broaden. And I'm fascinated to hear some of your theories as to what is actually going on in the show. Um, but I I do sort of have a similar reservation of wondering if we're going to get to the end and be like, oh, okay. So really all the show was was just sort of like, marvel's ode to classic sitcoms and like that really was just like that's that's the show it's just like let's do a network a like multicam network sitcom with these two characters but then just sort of each episode is modeled off of a different famous sitcom um i don't know what what are some of your theories as to like where the series might be going in kind of the coming weeks well i do also want to say that she's going to be in Doctor Strange 2 and I think from what I had read somewhere that this might kind of tie into that to an extension I I mean I really don't to an extent I don't know for sure but I think as far as my theory goes um and it kind of goes back to you saying you're not knowing their powers (laughs) um Mm -hmm. you know obviously Vision's dead spoiler if you haven't seen MCU um he doesn't uh he doesn't exist anymore and um so I think this is in her head there's a lot of things that happen in those three episodes where they kind of reset. Um, one of the times it seems like it just happens. And then one time it seems like she resets it because she doesn't want to acknowledge maybe reality. Um, mm-hmm. Not to mention there's a, a, there's in the newest episode, someone brings up her brother and she, you know, gets upset. Um, I think that this is somehow her, any, if it's not in her head, it's something that she's created because also at the end of the last episode, um, one of the characters gets like thrown out of this by her um and it's almost like the little town is i don't know it's like a little force field around it and she's incredibly powerful um she's actually like they just 
unfortunately don't really dive into it too much into the movies, but she's, I mean, she basically, her powers came from, I think from the Mind Stone, but, it, you know, inside uh, Loki's, like, scepter. Not to get too nerdy, but um, she really has, like, kind of limitless power. So she could create something like this. As far as why or if it's entirely of her own volition, I don't know. I don't know if anyone's, like, doing something to her. But, yeah, I, I mean, I, obviously this isn't really happening. She's kind of living out the fantasy that she wishes she could have had with Vision. Hence, like, the instant pregnancy and instant birth and things that obviously couldn't really happen. Yeah, that uh, that's kind of been my working theory is that the the sort of arc of the series is going to be more about her character processing grief um and sort of emerging out of this kind of like fantasy world she has constructed for herself. Maybe like without even fully being aware of it. Um and you know it it does call to mind a, a, I would say very very strange Marvel show from a few years ago which uh did you ever watch any of Legion on FX yes I did yeah I mean similarly another show that I, I think that show is like a thousand times weirder than this it is <laughs> is but and and that's not a series that I totally followed to its conclusion but I that had to do a lot with i don't know it was just a series i kind of couldn't get out of my head while watching it and thinking about where wandavision is probably going in the coming weeks just because legion was similarly about super powered beings who are able to kind of construct these worlds within their minds and uh kind of bring other people into those those worlds with them and sort of dealt with this idea of like what is the reality of the show versus sort of this artificial um this artificial creation by some of the show's characters um let's maybe pivot a little bit to kind of talking about the MCU in general cuz i you brought up uh the possibility that um scarlet witch will appear in a new doctor strange movie i've heard mm -hmm. a lot of people theorize that this show will tackle kind of the multiverse idea which will is you know in the title of the doctor strange movie and i don't right. you know we've talked about on this podcast i think or at least joked about it before that there is a upcoming spider-man movie that just features all the spider-men uh where do you see kind of the mcu going both in in terms of kind of like a story or direction that they're taking these movies and series now post in game and kind of where do you see it? Do you still see it still being kind of this sort of like centerpiece of the culture that it kind of has been for the last decade or so I'd say. Yeah. You know, that's tough. I think that it, they just did such an amazing job, you know, up till end game that I think it's, it's going to be hard to, you know, this phase four, it's going to be hard to really build on that. So they kind of have to do something. They have to shake it up. They have to do something maybe even a little bit um, too weird, like bringing all the Sp Spider-Man back. Um, but, you know, I think I'm, I'm really curious and I'm really excited to see what they do. But I I think they'll still remain like very big and very beloved. But I think they're just at a kind of crossroads that we this could not work out potentially um, you know, the stories going forward, there's still so many characters that were in, you know, a lot of the um, other movies that are continuing that we love. 
but in a lot of ways this is going to open you know a lot more stories and new characters i mean they have like the eternals and they have all these different ideas you know movies coming up of characters that we haven't seen yet so i don't know if it's gonna be as good as what we've had but i'm definitely curious to to see um and with that whole multiverse i mean that that opens like I mean, that could go horribly wrong, actually, really, if we're like <laughs> being honest. But at the same time, it could be like wonderfully weird, you know? Yeah, I, I think I remember after seeing Endgame last year, kind of telling people that I, I would be surprised if the strategy for Marvel and Disney going forward was we're, we're going to have all these movies or all these TV shows and it's going to be this kind of large scale serialized storytelling and it's all going to build to like one giant mega sized event film now that they may do that they may do that again but my hunch is that like i kind of have a hard time seeing them do that because they've already done it and like the idea of we we did it we climbed the mountain now like we don't need to prove that we can do this again, if that makes any sense. And to me, what seems like the more likely idea is that it's less about building one story across 10 years and more about having kind of multiple plates kind of juggling in the air. If you can imagine like one of those uh, like circus performers that ha are like balancing the different spinning plates and the idea of, the movies and the TV shows are all kind of part of this interconnected world. And they're not necessarily like, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see if like, do I need to have seen the black widow movie in order to understand Falcon and winter soldier, the series. And will I have needed to see the entirety of that series in order to understand what's going on in the eternals, which I'm just side note, like, very excited i have like no idea what chloe Zhao style is gonna look like in a marvel movie um but yeah i mean what, what do you think of that idea of like that it's going to be more about having these various pockets and you can kind of to use a, a ghostbusters phrase kind of cross the streams every now <laughs> and then and sort of like you know we can have uh, a cameo in the the doctor strange movie that will encourage people to then check out the loki movie but maybe it's not there's not as much emphasis put on like you need to see everything in order to understand fully what we're building no i think that's a good uh theory and a good way to say it uh crossing the streams good reference but it's you know because there's so many movies still like obviously black widow thor doctor strange ant-man guardians captain marvel 2 that are continuing you know people that we know potentially love you know black panther 2 unfortunately it's not gonna be the same but you know that's also going to come out eventually these movies will come out who knows when um so we're it's almost like they're going to keep trying to like you said kind of juggle a lot of different things by introducing new new people new stories mm -hmm. new ideas that you don't necessarily have to see the other movies um but then at the same time for you to really enjoy like the new thor or ant-man of course you're going to want to know everything that's happened to to these characters and with the shows i actually think if anything the shows are some of the ones that are going to be you can watch those without watching the movies um especially like i don't even know what loki what's going on with that show um but i'm happy because i love you know tom hiddleston as loki but 
it'll be an interesting one as well. But I think, you know, it's just going to be really interesting to see what they do. And I hope it works out. I hope they uh, continue to make good movies and good, good stuff. But it's, it's tough to say they might be trying too hard or something now. I don't know. You know, like you said, once you climb that mountain and you did so well, like, where do you go from there? Yeah. And I I will be, I, you know, admit that I don't have the, the answer to the question I asked you earlier about like, is this stuff still like the dominant thing in culture for the next 10 years? I mean, I sure don't know that, but I, I, I do think there seems to be an attempt at sort of dominance over a variety of different mediums and having TV shows now on top of movies. And it's creating this cycle where there isn't a moment in the year that you are without a Marvel thing. If that makes sense, you're, Marvel is sort of this like ever existent thing. I, you know, that this is kind of what I think you and I have talked about Star Wars before, and this is what I kind of sense that they're doing with Star Wars of like Star Wars is not going to build a kind of single storyline that takes place over um, a series of years at the movies. Star Wars is just a brand and it, it having uh, multiple projects in development so that there's always a Star Wars thing for you to watch and they have sort of uh captured an audience and gotten an audience hooked on a brand and now it's just about kind of like making sure the iv doesn't run out and there's just sort of always content everywhere um yeah that makes sense they're never gonna let us forget (laughs) it's just gonna right they're gonna just keep putting something out uh except for last year but you know that we won't talk about last year but um I think going forward, that's just, it's very similar to Star Wars, and I think that's why it's something that will probably always be um, relevant because it's just they're going to force us to, to be relevant in our lives. Um, I mean, I actually was just looking it up. There's even more television series that I forgot that they're developing. It's just there's even a television special like Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special in in la- next year. Like some of these things, it's like wow, yeah, they're really going to try to. <laughs> hit all the marks so yeah i mean the only two ones i know of that i are down the pipeline the the loki one which you mentioned i'm similarly very curious for that that show just looks like absolute insanity and i'm kind of (laughs) i'm kind of down for that i'm maybe a little less interested in the falcon winter soldier storyline although i i have to imagine that the arc of that story is perhaps crowning anthony mackie as the new captain america unless chris evans just comes back it seems like chris evans is just like jk i'm coming back to to marvel let let the checks keep rolling um are are there any other like marvel projects coming later on down the line whether they be movies or tv series that you're particularly excited for um hmm it's a good question. I mean, there's a lot that are that are going to be coming out. As far as ones that I'm really excited about, um, I'm actually really I'm excited about Doctor Strange because I I like the first one a lot. And I'm, I mean, in the multiverse of madness. I mean, that just sounds exciting. Also, I love title. Guardians. <laughs> yeah. Also, I love Guardians of the Galaxy. So I'm always up for more of that. Um, but you know, they have like a Hawkeye TV show that they're doing, um, which it could be interesting. I think it's concentrating more on him, like kind of passing the bow. <laughs> yeah, I will. So I will say, I know I, I'm pretty excited for that because I've some of <laughs> my friends who are more in, like, really, really into like keep up with Marvel comics consistently 
have said that that one is very heavily based off of this like pretty recent like from the last five years run of hawkeye comics that's very baggy and is very like kind of like a cool hangout um (laughs) comic and is him kind of training a protege and acting as like the tenant over a a building (laughs) of apartments and just sort of like fighting off ninjas and stuff that are (laughs) harassing his neighbors so it it i've heard that kind of compared as like one of the best comic book runs of like the last five or six years and and and, and similarly like won over by i i hear that that is sort of the chief source text for the hawkeye series so um i'm sign me up if it's as good if it's going to be as good as this um comic book run apparently was Right. Well, you just gave a great pitch for it. So anyone who was <laughs> unsure, that sounds awesome now. Um, the other one is She-Hulk. I'm kind of curious about that one mm. as well. Um, yeah. And that'll be uh, Tatiana Maslany is playing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that should be pretty cool. Uh, and I think I think Mark Ruffalo might actually have a role in it. Um, potentially Tim Roth as well or something. I, I don't know. I've I've heard different things at this point i don't know <laughs> but uh it's it's very like curious i'll say and there's i've even heard there's an i am groot eventually coming but i don't know what that's gonna be i mean i'm I always have to imagine that's maybe a kid's a kid's show or something <laughs> probably. like that <laughs> probably even though who doesn't love groot has, has baby yoda just now like completely market corrected baby groot that's something i've been thinking about a lot lately which is maybe unhealthy of me but <laughs> Does it take up a lot of your thoughts? It's just like <laughs> keeps you I up at night. It <laughs> keeps me up at night, and you know, get asked the next day, like, did you did you sleep good last night? Like, no, I was just too busy. Thinking Damn, baby, about <laughs> baby, baby Groot is getting market corrected. So maybe this is his chance to kind of like hop back into the the limelight after uh, after the Mandalorian. Um, Chrissy, do you have any kind of like final thoughts about? either WandaVision specifically as a series or about kind of the the Marvel industrial complex, I think, as we've kind of been discussing. Yeah, and I love that description. Um, yeah, so with WandaVision, something I also love are kind of like the little, I mean, they're not really Easter eggs, but like the little commercials and stuff that like have like Stark Industries mm-hmm. or Strucker and Hydra. I just, I, I love those little uh, added things um also the performances are just amazing in that show uh i love katherine hahn as well so i i don't know i'll keep watching just because i love these two actors so much and i think that they really have like you said they're just having so much fun that i know it's going to get darker it has to right um things are gonna probably get worse but it'll be interesting if next week i think we'll probably be in the 80s is what i'm guessing yeah so it'd be my guess as well yeah and so that should be fun uh but that, yeah that that's almost another little like fun prediction game to play is like what tv show do you think they're going to sort of model the episode about based off of each decade like are we going to get to the the 90s and it's going to be a a friends or a seinfeld knockoff oh i hope so um, <laughs> that would be awesome i mean just like bring in other marvel characters and that's that's friends just, just like recreate the because the, the they're other all on thing the that couch I, yeah <laughs> the i mean so, similarly to like you mentioned the little kind of like commercial breaks 
being one of your favorite little just like flourishes in the show i i've been really enjoying the the opening credits but kind of change yes. in particular like the there was the i believe it was the second episode where they pretty much like do their version of the like animated credits from bewitched um or i dream a genie um and i don't i don't know i d- what do you think the third episode is modeled at it's very clearly 70s but that was the one where i had a tough time kind of putting my finger on what the the show was that they were modeling after yeah i i thought it was like a little brady bunch that's that's been the theory i've i've heard like i especially the staircase was something i picked out as like that's the brady bunch staircase i don't know how i know that because the brady bunch wasn't really doing reruns when i was a kid but like i'm pretty sure that's the brady bunch staircase yeah yeah i'm pretty sure it was yeah so it'll be interesting to see what's next yeah, and I mean, like you said, I for me the thing that is the sort of the centerpiece to recommend to people is kind of the the two, the cast involved, and especially Bettany and um, Olsen, who are are just kind of delightful. Like, <laughs> it, it, like Olsen especially, I've I, I guess she's been an actress that I've never really had much of an opinion on. Like I've, I've certainly thought she was good and stuff like, um, I'm probably going to butcher the title, the Martha, Marcy Mary. May Marlene. Yes. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I think she's fabulous in that movie. Um, but you know, I, I've never seen her do comedy really before. And so to me watching this show is just sort of being like, Oh, here's just like a naturally like super charismatic, like very funny, leading lady um and betney obviously like you know he's kind of this seasoned character actor at this point and has gotten the chance to play plenty of kind of uh crazy and sort of hysterical roles but um i don't know i'm just enjoying thus far getting to see them kind of work and play off each other and i I think see that they do have really terrific chemistry together I, I didn't always kind of understand that pairing in the movies um and maybe it was because those characters were just so serious but i don't, I don't know i I'm, I'm going a little bit in circles but just to say like th- these are two stars really and i'm just having a delightful time watching them yeah and they're they're nailing the humor and um you know she's like you said she, they're both delightful on screen honestly it's just it's just a lot of fun the show I think is the best way to say it. And, you know, you mentioned earlier, someone said like comparing it to Twin Peaks or something like that. No, let's, let's not do that. Um, but for like Marvel, it's very weird, which is uh, kind of awesome really though. I think that's, it's just interesting to try something new and I think it's working and I'll have to kind of revisit my thought on the show. Once these six episodes are finished. Right. Maybe we'll have you back on when, when the season's done, we can kind of get a, get a, a recap another assessment kind of like, yeah yeah another <laughs> assessment um but i i don't know i'm i'm also you know you mentioned it being so different than anything marvel i i i got a chance to see the episodes early and my reaction was i i kind of didn't know what your sort of like everyday marvel fan who just sort of like follows the movies was going to think about it but i'm i've been surprised i it sounds like people are really enjoying it thus far and seem to be really into it so maybe that's a good sign that um marvel and disney will kind of shake up the formula a little little bit more with some of these other properties yeah absolutely i'm hopeful 
Well, Christy, thank you for joining on this episode of The Latest. And uh, we'll definitely have to have you back for the, the conclusion of one.